Wait, what are we doing? Yo, you know. No. Podcast. Wait a minute. You hear that? Podcast. What is it? I don't know. It sounds like it's getting closer. What the, what the fuck is that? That's right. Rotten Mornings Podcast is coming back at you for season 11. The same old blah blah bullshit you've always expected from us. Remember Rotten Mornings Podcast? <laughs> season 11. I forgot that part. <laughs> Quick commercial break brought to you by Nightmare at 3008 in Fultondale, Alabama's special event, Love Bites. Look, I got you all this amazing no. stuff. Yeah, yeah, for Valentine's Day. That's that's like just in a week. Oh, I, uh, I didn't want this. You didn't, look, I got you chocolates. You like chocolates? No, I don't want chocolates. Did I ask you for chocolates? No, I didn't. Why did you bring me chocolates? Roses and I, balloons. Who, that, everybody what? loves roses and balloons. I do not. I'm not everybody. I don't want flowers. I don't want balloons. What about this giant stuffed animal I got from the Dollar Tree? What makes you think I want that? It has a heart on it that says Happy Valentine's Day. I don't Day. care. I don't want it. It's adorable. I don't want any of these things. What do you want? I want... I want vampires. I want vampires. You want vampires? Yes. Where am I supposed to find vampires? You know what? You figure that out. Hmm. Come to Nightmare at 3008 this Valentine's Day. Tell us what makes you smile. Tell us your wants, needs, and desires. Let us find your fear. This Valentine's Day, the fine line between pleasure and pain is waiting for you and the one you love at Nightmare at 3008. Nightmare at 3008's Love Bites, a special Valentine presentation. Open February 10th and 11th from 7 to 10. Tickets are $14 a piece. You get the whole year with the person you care for. Let us take care of you for once. And remember though, love bites. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hello, everybody, and welcome to Rotten Mornings. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. You bastard. So, yeah, that was your lines. You did a great job. I think you're you're getting the job. You're getting the job. You will be the new spokesperson for Wendy's. You'll wear the big hamburger outfit and I dance around in the fucking parking lot. Shut the fuck up. It's not funny. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we're, uh, as we always do, changing it up, uh, here at Rotten Mornings. And today our first segment will be one of our new segments that A we're... A very new segment. Very new it's segment. so dumb. It's so dumb. Um, <laughs> this segment is movie reviews. Da, da, da. Ba, ba, oh, you did it wrong. Ba, ba, da. Movie reviews. Hey guys, and welcome to another new segment, <clears throat> a first time on Rotten Mornings. Uh, we're going to do movie reviews. Movie reviews? Yes, that's wow. right. Movie reviews. And um, I'm going to stick this inside of the episode so we don't have to do the uh, introductions or anything. So the episode's been running before this. It's raining outside. The it, rain is very interesting. It was right. It is raining outside. So... We are reluctant to do movie reviews because I hate to like, like slam some shit that people like. But at the same time, like it never fails. Every movie that I, I watch, I, I don't like a lot. But anyways, <laughs> he slams his face into. I it. slam my face into it. But anyways, I'm here. It's me, Grim and Carrie here, and we just got through watching the gym that is Megan. The gym. The gym that is Megan. This I fucking hated this fucking movie it shouldn't even be called a movie this is like it's worse it's like a horror movie spoof but not really a movie 
It's fucking terrible. It's not worth watching. It's trash. It's hot fucking garbage. Okay. I hated Carrie it. Went. It was not the best movie, but there was some pretty cool shots, um, aesthetic-wise. Uh, I liked certain movements that the character itself made. Um, the movie itself, I wouldn't watch it again, um, but I feel like that character does have potential maybe in a different plot or different movie overall. Uh, my opinion about this movie, of course it starts off on a sour note because of the, the Blumhouse production uh, company logo that starts the movie off. But uh, it's the same problem I have with almost every single Blumhouse movie. It is so cookie cutter, water soluble, and everything about it is like, hey, the, the audience is so dumb that we really got to spell shit out. They suck at foreshadowing because they're way too in your face about foreshadowing. Like, you could tell exactly what was going to happen Everything every step of the way. Everything was predictable as shit. Every step of the way. Um, literally, one of the scenes that stood out to me was the fact that in the beginning, and this is not, this is not a spoiler-free review. This review will spoil this movie for you if we... You know, because we don't really care. Um, <laughs> but it starts off, and her parents are in the snow, and they're going for a ski trip or something. And anyways, they're lost, and it's all snowy, and they have to stop the car, because you think they're going to crash. And they stop the car, and it goes to this, like, sort of back sorry, window. Guys, it's like 2 in the morning. Yeah, sorry, I'm yawning. <sighs> it goes to this back window forced perspective shot, and you can tell that the front screen is green screened out. And then there's like a plow in front of them, which that's how our parents died. And to me, the guys at Blumhouse were like, you know, if somebody has an accident, everybody in the car is going to die if it hits it from the right way. But like the audience won't mind. They'll understand that it was right for the parents to die like this since they got hit in the front. When literally any car crash that ever happens, any amount of people could live and any amount of people could die. And the special effect itself was not did not sell the wreck. They could have cut that whole thing and just had them drive off a fucking cliff or anything that has been done in any other movie because that effect of them getting hit from head on was horrible. I thought that itself was pretty, you know, right for Blumhouse. I mean, the girl walked away with three scratches. Yeah, like, sense. her parents completely mutilated and she's got, like, some scratches on her head. And you notice, like, throughout the movie... She never had any sort of hospitalization for caring for someone who has been in a terrible accident. Mm -hmm. But then she get bit by a dog, and it's like the end of the fucking world. Yeah, but they still didn't give her any, like, shots or anything. No, she didn't, like, never went to the oh, doctor. No, she's got a fever. Let her sit there and go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the robot never once was like, hey, maybe she should go to the doctor. <laughs> uh, I can't do the voice. hee as close as I can get. Looking at the cover of it, I, I thought Orphan. Is that like looking? It does at, look like yeah. the like Orphan because it's got the same like kind of glossy skin because yeah. an orphan she was disguised as a kid. Um, there were a lot of things in this movie that I thought were actually really really cool. The the way Megan moved when she chased the boy. The way Megan moved I like when, that animalistic yeah, at first. when she was splashed with water and malfunctioning, like I yes. love that. The fucking dance that everybody's locked onto is the worst part. Of I it. hated that. Uh, the fact that this movie became a musical and an homage <laughs> yes. to goddamn Titanium. The... Fuck me if I hear Titanium one more or bulletproof whatever the fucking the name of The second song that God happened. I wanted it. to get up and fucking leave. Matt would not let me stop watching this fucking movie. I told I her so she mad. had to sit it through Fuck for you the for podcast. Me watch it. You're Fuck welcome, you. guys. No, You're welcome. No. Out of all songs, fucking Titanium. I'm bulletproof. I'm a robot. I'm gonna kill some kids. <laughs> Titanium. She Shut ripped up. that kid's ear off. Yeah. She okay. She grabbed. She grabbed a child's ear to rip it off, and it suddenly became like the fucking strongest liquid latex. It stretched a solid foot before his ear ripped off. That is not how skin works. Oh, 
Maybe that's how the robot's skin works. Grab the edge works. of the ear at the top right there and rip the whole ear off. It, like, but she fuck? stretched it first. Yeah. It was well, like this let's long. Let's see how far is your stretch. Yeah. If you, <laughs> I promise you, if you pull your Not, ear before it stretches, it it's gonna rip off of your face. You, I don't know if you can really do that. Carrie, stop trying to rip your ear off. <laughs> Carrie! This is listen. not... See, these these Bloomhouse movies, Look, they, influence, the they influence people to tear their ears off. We have to get them out of here. When you grab your ear and you pull it, you feel the pressure in your head. Oh, my God. <laughs> this movie made me feel the pressure in my head. I was hoping the robot would just fucking burn the TV while we're watching it. That Something. doesn't make sense. It Shut um, the fuck up. <laughs> that I just feel confused and stupid now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bloomhouse, for making us feel stupid. Uh, the fact that right there at the beginning of the movie they introduced like, her first robot project and just like every other horror movie that has any kind of notion toward this the original creation has to fight the new creation. You called it as soon as you I'm, seen that as robot. As soon as the robot showed up, yeah. I was like, they're going to have to use that robot all like Ripley alien style to beat the other robot. And, oh, sure, the fucking fuck enough. But I called that. Uh, the, there were so many, everything in this movie was just like, this is about to happen. And then, boom, that's what happened. <laughs> There was no point in her killing all of those people, or I say all those people, killing those two people and trying to kill the other the, two. Two, three, four. I think she killed four people all No, because the, the other two walked away. No, the guy in the uh, office. Oh, fuck. It was not memorable. The old lady, the boy, and the two guys in the office. Oh, the dog. She killed the dog. And the dog. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like... Uh, what the actual fuck? Um, if she wanted to avoid all this, if she was such a smart robot, every single solitary bit of this movie could have been avoided if Megan would have never acted like a living child around other people. If she would have been smart enough to literally be like, oh, this is Megan, she's a doll, and not move, and be a fucking doll, nobody would have ever figured it out. Facts. Yep. And she's supposed to be like this deep diving, all intelligent robot. Like all she had to do was just not do anything. The concept of her being able to mimic everyone, even the dog, all of the octaves in the voice of everybody. I thought that was cool. I do. I like the way they added these, uh, a, um, what auto tune to her voice yes. every once in a while. Yes. Uh, I liked Zero of the kills. I didn't. None of the kills. No. None. The kills uh, made they no didn't make sense. any sense. Uh, if somebody hit somebody gun. with a water, uh, like a, um, a pressure hose yes. or whatever, like it's not, not going to literally push you backwards. It might cut your skin, but it's not going to throw you back like a water hose. It knocked that. The old reason lady on a water ass. hose would How? knock you back is because it's the amount of water that can travel at the velocity. Yeah. A small stream of water at velocity would be like saying, if somebody shot you with a gun, you'd go, boom, and go flying back. That wouldn't happen. And then what was it that caused that old lady to bleed out? That made no fucking sense. Yes, she sprayed her in the face with fucking pesticides, and apparently it, like, ate her face off or something. I'm Which not... makes no sense. I think in California they wouldn't let you Pressure use washer. pesticides. Yeah. Death by pressure washer coming soon to a haunted house near you. A bunch of fucking a holes with fucking pumped up water oh, guns. You sprayed it in the eyeball. I, it would uh, it would take your eyeball out, but I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on this, but if you if you had your eyeball sprayed out, you, I don't think blood would come out of the hole. What if you keep shooting after the hole's still open? I mean, literally, she'd have to go at it for a while, but she could probably get into skin i mean it's it it depended on the pressure of the water but it wouldn't have like it wouldn't have like punched her in the belly they made water literally into like uh, hulk hogan and it just like kapow yeah. punched her in the belly snuck some acid in it well they didn't subs they didn't establish that it was pesticide pesticide, pesticide. acid side sulfuric pesticide sulfuric <laughs> i hated the over usage of the character traits like mm -hmm. the like this is how they are and this is the only way they are there is no any other way about them they're not complex it's very easy this is who this person is and you have to know in everything they do 
Yeah, and they 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 used this way of building characters with character traits that were like, like very hey, quickly. use a coaster. That was like this whole. That was her whole character trait was that she was OCD and had and, like and she collected toys. About it, like and each said. one of the characters did not have to me, I didn't feel like they had any kind of dimension to them. No. There was no connection to any character. It was very like and, cut no, and dry. none of the characters were all was I like, oh man, I hope they make it or oh man, I hope he's okay or oh, I'm tense because this is going to happen. Cuz Megan didn't kill anybody you gave a shit about anyway. So in the end you're just like I mean, all those people kind of sucked anyways. It was like, drag on, drag on, drag on. Bam, bam, bam. Shot, shot, shot. Drag on. The fucking irritating shit. I, I can't even explain to you how much I hate this movie. Shit on it, poo-poo. Fuck this movie. <laughs> I, I did not watch it. The, uh, the montages as time went past, they showed one good montage in the movie where they did yeah. a time passage but all the other times, they were not clear about the fact that it was meant to be a time passage montage. And it just mm-hmm. didn't seem right. Like, there was seem like you'll blink and like, wait a minute. So it's like three days later and they've done mm-hmm. this to her. And then later on, they actually do a correct montage with background music and fades and mm-hmm. all that shit to actually show you moving through time. How did you fuck it up the first and it second time? It feels yes. like that whole part was the best part. So... Pretty much, it feels like they took that part and planned it first, and yeah. everything else was kind of thrown together. Like we gotta have yes. this movie released. <laughs> like as if day. that was uh-huh. the one scene that they it, showed like, to the uh-huh. studio to get it pitched, and they kept it in the middle of the movie. Uh, yeah, like because <laughs> Sin City was like that. Sin City, the very first shot in Sin City mm-hmm. was all made and recorded just to pitch the movie of doing Sin City. That's why it all has a very different tone from the first part. Was it Nightmare 4 that was rushed before put together because they rewrote Oh, Nightmare 3, 4, 5, and 6 and keep going because every single time they had less time to do it. You liked the commercial at the beginning of the movie. I think think the commercial was fun. The commercial was fun, but it it automatically, it immediately set the tone for the movie to be... Not funny enough to laugh at, but not scary enough to be frightened of. Because yes. the dumb things the dolls were saying, like, ah, oh, I'm going to crap myself. <laughs> it was like they could have still done that in a way that didn't seem so fake. Yes. Because it made it removed you immediately from the narrative of this being a real movie. Because a kid's toy wouldn't have said those things like that. It would have been like more kid-oriented. But it was so awkward that it set the tone for the movie like, hey, this is not going to be like exactly real life. It's kind of mm-hmm. like in a universe where people are a little bit more lackadaisical about things. Not to mention the girl did not mourn her dead fucking family oh. until halfway through the fucking movie, which they also didn't establish. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that the girl wanted to fucking adopt the child from her sister, and nowhere in the movie does it explain why she felt like she wanted to be the caretaker. Why wouldn't she have let anybody else raise the kid? She had no reason to do that. They totally left that yes. plot point on the floor. Yeah. Because even the caseworker's like, why do you want to adopt this kid? Oh, it's because my sister wanted this. You never established that there was even a connection between you and your sister. Yeah. So it's so fucking, it, it just seemed like it was rushed in the wrong places. No planning. And there's potential from that one scene, like you said, with it being the pitch. But everything else, just back to the drawing board. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I can see... How this would be a movie that you could watch and go like, all right, cool, this is dumb fun. Yeah. It was. It, it had some it had some tropes and some laughs. It had a bunch of like kickbacks to other horror movies. But one of the things that Grimm said, and Grimm's not a cinephile like I am, she said, how come nobody has made a fucking Chucky reference? Because uh-huh. if you had a fucking evil doll in your hands in our time, uh, in our world... They're a company. They make toys. Yeah. And they're scientists and they're... The, but they're fucking dumb as shit. What the fuck? Yeah. And we even referenced Hasbro. Yeah, they said that we're going to fucking put Hasbro on its ass. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. The R- How did that work out for you? Yeah, so well. Hasbro's around, Chucky's around. I mean, it just, it's it's hand and fist with that kind of stuff. If they make any kind of like pop culture reference, like Chucky has to be there. Everybody yeah. knows fucking Chucky. Come on. But, uh, yeah, again, if if you like this movie, we're not like necessarily saying like 
You know, like we just disagree. This is how we feel about this movie. It yeah, just no, wasn't there's potential. It, there's potential for the character if they would have done. <laughs> I don't know. Literally Not, directed and published by any other company. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of missing plot. Points. It was it was cringy as shit, and it's like these happy little moments where you finally connect with, like the kid connected with the aunt or whatever the fuck she is. I don't even know. Yeah, I think like her aunt. it just. I fucking hate everything about yeah. it. It just seemed like it always run the line where it was like, oh, this is a, mo- a movie about identifying with a kid. And then it was like, oh, this is a movie about, you know, dealing with death. And it was like, no, the, uh, oh, this is a movie about a killer toy robot that's going to kill a bunch of people. I know it's not about that. And it's like, oh, like every one of the messages seemed to get like right to the crisp and then, lost and then go, no, 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 fuck that, fuck that, fuck that. No, 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 no. We don't want to be that movie. <laughs> So yeah, uh, in my opinion, Megan, uh, in my opinion, out of a 10, I definitely give that movie a 3 for, yay, I did something, but I really missed the fucking mark. And the aliens thing, it still kills me that they ripley it at the end, mm-hmm. and they made the reference of showing the robot, just like they did in Aliens, where it's like, oh, this is a cargo loader, and then it's like, I know she's going to use that to kill the alien in the end. So that's mine, 3 of 10, what do you think? The storyline, I, I see what they were going for. It was another artificial intelligent kind of fucking robot movie. They missed the fucking mark. It was a terrible parody. It was a spoof of a movie. It wasn't even, like, it doesn't make it to the rating system. It does not make it to the rating system! A zero of ten. Jesus Christ, you're going to be our our most staunch like critic on, on scoring, I, I guarantee. <laughs> yeah, I got to give it, I'd say, about a... Because it's not half mark. But, like I said, there's potential for the pitch of it. I think that this movie was made as a pop reference to make TikTok videos. Yeah. Like, they even said, like, it's the same with that Wednesday show. Mm -hmm. Like, they kind of did it with that one, too. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, do this dance, and I guarantee you people will be doing it on TikTok. Exactly. And they laid heavy into the elements of this movie that were made for the 16, 17, made 18 year old grade. Perfect crowd. for TikTok sound clips and yeah. all these different sound bites. Yep. That's what it was made for. Okay, I see that. I see what that It's makes literally, a lot of fucking it's kind of like uh, they made a movie to be a social product mm-hmm. the way they were talking about making a new product in the movie. It was almost mm-hmm. like breaking the fourth wall. Yes. Like the movie itself was meant to be a product. Like get a Megan doll. Use one of Megan's funny little clips. You know, da-da-da-da-da. I mean, I can see <clears> how <throat> something like that can entertain the masses. I really do. I just, there's no in-depth anything about this movie. It's not, there's no substance to anything here. I don't. Yeah. A lot is missing. I agree that the substance of this movie was definitely not there. They had no, like, serious tones, no real fear tones. No meat on them bones. Where was it, at what point in this whole entire movie did the tension and the fear come from? Right. Like, I never had that. There was no, like, oh, this is a tense moment. Like, I'm like, yeah, I know what's going to happen. Yes. And the fear wasn't there either because, again... All the people that she killed, you don't fucking care about, so who cares? No, I don't think anybody else cared. It was like, oh, fucking move on. Yep. So, yeah, that is our... I think if they make a part two to this, it's where the the aunt's in jail. She's being charged for all this different fucking criminal activity and what she's done and what she's created without, you know, any backdrop, anything like that. And... The little girl is fucking out of her mind and killing other people. Oh, so they do like a sort of a twisted Jaws 2 parody where she's in jail and the little girl <clears throat> is as out and with a foster family mm-hmm. and they find Megan, you know, mm-hmm. quote unquote. And then all these people start ending up dead. So the girl like breaks out of jail to go and stop Megan and she goes and she grabs it all and she beats it up and it's like not even a robot at all. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that the little girl has just become a sociopath and has been going around killing people. I like that. And then she has to like, I don't know, make another Megan to fight the kid. <laughs> I don't know, something. 
But like that would like a Jaws thing because in the first one everybody kind of knew there was a shark, and the second one they made it look like he was going crazy. Mm-hmm. But what if like she breaks out? goes to, you know, fight Megan, and then everybody's like, oh, she's the one that killed these people because they finally start finding the bodies after she's escaped from prison. You see how, uh, at the end, you it gives you, like, a cliff note or a cliffhanger to where it's Megan has transferred her intelligence into that, uh, that robot that was sitting on the table. Yeah. And so if she's able to do that, what else could she be into? She's all across the board. But if she's, she's able to do that, to why even attempt to save her own PCU or anything. Like, what she was the, the purpose? She, she loved her mobility, for sure. Yeah, but she's in the internet. She's literally mobile because she doesn't even have to move through physical space. She can space. go where um, Katie is. That's true. Girl. She can go where Katie, Katie is. Katie had a fucking there. cell phone. Yeah. She could just true. be in the fucking cell phone all the time. Yeah. How is she going to alter anything change anything yeah like maybe she tries to actually connect with her she still has that built programming in a way that she's still oh and like so she goes to kill the megan robot Uh she beats it up and it's nothing and it's like oh this is definitely katie but then as you're seeing it it turns out it's all these other mobile devices that are kind of fucking with katie's head yes and talking her into killing people and it's actually is megan yeah Ah, there's you yeah, there you go, Bloomhouse. There's your next big project. Get to work. Get to work. Well, that's been our uh, that's been our synopsis for this movie. Maybe we'll have more movies later. Maybe we'll hopefully this doesn't piss anybody off. <laughs> but off at it. yep, that's it. Yay! Yeah, I've I've seen that, but that's not necessarily a thing yet. That. But yeah, all right, guys. So. Uh, Continue listening to the podcast. I don't know what's next or before. Uh, We're kind of experimenting with all new kinds of new shit. So uh, that's this one. Uh, Much love to you guys and uh, stay rotten. Stay rotten. Stay rotten. And now a special commercial break from Arts Mortis on Ghost Hill in Killen, Alabama. Their special event, My Bloody Valentine. (laughs) So what do you got planned for this Valentine's Day? Probably something lame. No, okay, well, let me speak. We're going to have a candlelit dinner on the hillside. Blech. What? Blech. She's going to love it. No, that's terrible. She's going to love it. Boo. Okay, look, let me tell you what I've got planned. Okay, so you know I've been having a lot of trouble, like, getting her closer to me. Yes. Like, she just doesn't seem like she wants to get close at all, so I've got this glorious idea. I mean, I've tried pretty much everything. I've given her chocolates, candies, bar yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Candlelit dinners. <laughs> but Well, sometimes it's not for everyone. Yeah, it's definitely not for everyone. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. Probably it anyone. Were, okay. But here's look, I got a great plan this Valentine's oh, Day. What's your plan? Okay. I'm gonna take her to Arx Mortis. Oh yeah. what better way to get someone to get close to you? Then have them scared for their life. Okay, I'm doing that too. Yeah. We're going to Arx Mortis. Arx Mortis. Genius. Arx Mortis at Ghost Hill in Killin, Alabama brings you My Bloody Valentine. This is the 13th year of fear, so they are slashing the prices. General admission pre-sale price is only $13. Both Legendary Haunt and The Underground are included in that total. Come out February 10th, 11th, or 14th for My Bloody Valentine and witness the largest collection of haunters from around the world to date. Remember, Arx Mortis, My Bloody Valentine, 13th year. Have you ever wished to hear your horoscope and the Rotten Mornings podcast at the same time? Now you can! Welcome to Carrie's Astrobites. Oh! Hey guys, this is Carrie's Astrobots. <laughs> well, guys, this is what you need to know this week. Aries, try to put aside any worries you have about flaky friends bailing on the festivities. God damn it! All right, Aries, I'm sorry. 
You always show up for your favorite people. It is about time that they return that favor. So this week, prioritize yourself. <laughs> I'm, done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Am I though? <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> okay. Taurus, you feel like you're missing out because of how much you've been saving. Keep saving, but also remember to treat yourself from time to time, even if it's just breakfast. Gemini's, it's fun to have a crush, but lately it's felt like you do nothing but worry about your feelings being reciprocated. Schedule an extra therapy appointment or a long overdue phone call with a bestie. Cancer, this is the busiest week you've had in a long time. Before you cancel plans with your friends, you need to think about if you really want to miss these moments. Leos, you've been nervous about introducing your new boyfriend to your friends, but on the 3rd of February, some unexpected events lead to the two of you making a sudden social debut. Rather than trying to control everyone's perception of you as a couple, just go with the flow. Virgos, you feel too busy to commit to education or travel plans. Sit down and prioritize based on your personal wants and goals. Libras, Routines and boundaries really do create space for manifestation. Keep chipping away of the little task that gets you closer to fulfilling your bigger dreams you have. Scorpios, this is the week when you, perhaps unexpectedly, let yourself rest. Chill on the couch and binge some TV. Sagittarius, you feel excluded from the spotlight this week. Remind yourself your time is coming. You have to let others shine sometimes too. Capricorns, Stop stressing about how things will end and let them play out. Stay focused, but let yourself have fun every now and then. Aquarius, go with the flow this week. Your friends may stress you out. Remind yourself what they mean to you before you cut them off completely. Pisces, last week's confidence boost becomes this week's existential crisis. When you start questioning whether you actually deserve to feel this happy, call a friend to self-deprecate. They will help you pull out of the fun. Bye, guys. God damn it. This was Carrie's Astro Bites. Carrie's <laughs> <laughs> Astro Bites. Ass! Ass bite! Ass bite! Ass Stay rotten. Stay rotten. Hey, listeners, want to choke me? <laughs> God damn it, Grim, that's not the lines we talked about. Uh, hey, listeners, want to actually learn something here? We'll get a load of Grimm's poetry shorts. This is Grimm's poetry shorts, and I'm going to read a Clive Barker poem, And So With Cries. And so with cries the world begins and angels offer up their skins to cover naked humankind as above, below, as in front, behind. You didn't know this? Yes, we're clothed in what loving spirits first betrothed. To us, our skins a glory newly shed and to our raw bloods a new wed. Is it any wonder we're divided from ourselves when God decided we would live with nerves exposed and only angels interposed on our behalf and dressed us well, for which, of course, they went to hell. Yay! Yay! I worry that the damn phone getting close to the mic might be the weird noise that happened. Oh, I don't fuck. know for a fact, but you kept getting closer, and I was like, uh, if it is that... Well, then we're going to find out. We're going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we apologize if we had to science our way through yeah, the bro, game. Just sh- sh- a robot farts. Uh, yeah, yeah, those yeah, damn yeah, robot yeah. farts. Yeah. Fucking that's what robot assholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so that that was a fucking cool poem. I like the sinuet or the sinuer in red or whatever. That was fucking... I like the imagery of it. I like that it also sounds like something that would be painted on the wall and like a stairway down to hell or something i can see that too it was fun researching this because i got to listen to a lot of him read his own poems and it was on youtube uh clive barker info that's what it's called on youtube okay that was fun yeah is he like shirtless and greased up while he's reading poetry (laughs) you can hear his parrot in the background (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like, like having your kids while you're doing yeah a, <laughs> at some point they had to stop and they had to restart because he was like oh, i'm sorry that was my parrot that was funny as fuck <laughs> shut up you goddamn parrot <laughs> parrot from the darkness 
So, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> so tell me uh, something interesting. Um, not you. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Clive was born in Liverpool, England, and it was on October 5th, 1952. He attended University of Liverpool, where he studied English and philosophy. Wow. Wow. So he's a novelist, author, playwriter, director, painter, and many other things. Jesus. Lots to do with dicks. He's a bunch of things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, people commented, um, different people typing in and writing into the shows and different things, like the writers' things. All the different shit you did, okay? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, and yeah. it's like, why is there a lot of dicks? There's a lot of dicks. <laughs> What's why? with all the dicks? <laughs> What's with all the dicks? <laughs> it was so funny. So it's a lot like early uh, rotten stuff, like pre-rot ultra stuff. Yes. Just a bunch yes. of dicks. <laughs> so there was this anthology called Dark Forces that uh, Barker read while he was attending university, and that's what inspired him to write stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah, he fucking loved that shit. Is that a, a horror book or a poetry book? Um, it had a lot to do with horror, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was a good book. I don't fucking remember what I read. <laughs> it was good. This is the this is the reporting you come here for. He's <laughs> good. Hey, yeah, you learned something. He's got a parrot. It's good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. You should read a book. It's good. <laughs> Shut up! Okay. I hate you. Uh, you can view all his works at the official Clive Barker website, and literally just Google that. So yeah. The Clive Barker website. <laughs> the official Clive com. Barker, yeah. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> One of my favorite paintings is the Arbitration Council member, and he, um, what was I saying? Yeah, 2004. You said your favorite <laughs> painting was the Arbitration Council member. Council member. And he painted that in 2004. In 2004. I Very like cool. how, you know, I have a thought and it goes away while I'm speaking it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will something post... about a council's member. Shut up. <laughs> I'll post that picture on Rotten Facebook. Yes. So you guys can see my favorite one of his. From Clive Barker. Clive Barker. So I know Clive Barker uh, from his very awesome movies. Uh, Hellraiser being one of the ones that stands out. Yes. The heaviest. Uh, he has many other great movies. Uh, not vampires, though. Didn't really care for Clive Barker's vampires. Why? What did they do to you? I don't really want to talk about it on the podcast. Oh my God, Matt! <laughs> We've had a breakthrough. <laughs> so what I love about Barker is that he's gay. I love it. Um, he's always been openly gay uh, and very what? And very. I keep forgetting what I'm saying. You said Clive Barker was openly gay. Oh, so yes. Far. He's always been openly gay, but it didn't become well-known until 1996 when he pu uh, published Sacrament. Yeah. And is that what everybody read it and was like, what's wrong with these dicks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, dicks in there? It was his first novel that had a gay protagonist. That's awesome. And uh, the way it was written, they were just like, yeah, he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> Yes. So, like, they read it, and they were like, this reads like homosexual literature. Yes. <laughs> Is that a thing? Okay, cool. He paved the way so everyone else could have a turn. I would. I, I wish you would have wrote down Thank when that you, book Clive was... Thank you, Clive Barker. Uh, I love you. When that book was published. When? It was in the 90s. 1996. I said that. Oh, you did say that. Thanks, you, audience. Yeah, thank you, audience. Fuck you, man. That's fucking awesome. I like Clive Barker. In the Mouth of Madness is not a Clive Barker, I don't think. I thought you were saying I like Clive Barker in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how would you know? <coughs> well, me and old Clive. <laughs> Mr. Barker. <laughs> Save that for another episode. Yeah, okay. okay. That's, no, yeah. We have a different breakthrough later. Because of the homoerotic undertones, much of Clive's work was cut or just never approved, unless he made great changes to it. So, unfortunately, there has been so much that we'll never get the enjoyment of seeing. I am oh, sad, sad about that. Face. Sad God face. Goddamn editors and fucking... Yes. I blame you, MPAA. You suck. I hate you. Why would you silence us? MPAA. Who will we silence today? 
all the sad people that are gay. <laughs> I hate you. Go away. <laughs> You're a goddamn lyricist today. You've just been on that shit. We love you, Clive Barker. <laughs> Fuck those idiots. They're bigots. Yeah. Fucking bigots. They're bigots. <laughs> but they constantly disapproved of his creations because he was simply gay. I'm going to go beat them up. Yep. I'm going to go kick their asses. Beat them. Beat them! All right, what else you got? What? I just read it. It's your turn. Oh, that's it? I don't have any notes. I've got no, like that's a not it. bag I have of more, salt and you vinegar chips bitch. in front of me. You want me to read off the bag? I fucking hate you. Let's God, see. I hate a, you so um, much. Total fat. Okay. <laughs> I wish it would have spilled. <laughs> One of my absolute favorite books of his is Scarlet Gopsles. What? <laughs> <laughs> Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> the Scarlet Gobsles. Oh, that's a job. Gobbreakers. What the fuck? <laughs> Did I sleep? <laughs> Have I slept yet? Did I, oh my did I God. have a sleep? So what about the Gobstoppers? <laughs> the Silver Gobstoppers? That's what I was trying to say. Mm. No, Scarlet Gospels, ah. which is a continuation of Hellbound Heart. Hellbound Heart was adapted into a movie. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. What 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 am I dun dun dun? Am I supposed to do that? What movie was Hellraiser? Yes, you yeah. fucking dumbass. I didn't know I was supposed to answer the question. Hellraiser. I told you beforehand. Oh, you did? Yeah. I knew that. Oh my god. That you told me beforehand. You're supposed to tell them. Oh, okay. Do it again. But... Dun dun dun. Hellraiser. <laughs> Wait, it sounded like I'm fucking dun dun dun. Hellraiser. <laughs> Come here. Let me let me cover no, your mouth. No, no, no. This was released September 18th, 1987. Good God. Yeah. Old as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It is a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. I was... Stupid. There was... (laughs) (laughs) I was eight when that came out. On the set of this movie, there was a maggot and cockroach handler because there was a law that you couldn't have cockroaches of the same sex on stage because of infestation. So they had to make sure those roaches weren't fucking on set. No shit. Wow, yep. that's that's one of the one of the behind the scenes you don't get when you watch a behind the scenes from Hellraiser, where it's like, <laughs> I got to make sure them roaches ain't fucking on set. <laughs> <laughs> You're so damn dumb. <laughs> that's perfect. So what I loved a lot was that. Barker says that when he first screened Hellraiser for his mom, she joyfully cried tears when she saw the name in the opening credits of her son. At which point he leaned over and whispered to her, you'll be less happy in the next two hours. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. It it was true. She absolutely didn't. She was very less happy. She was very distraught watching this movie. (laughs) I don't think she was very much. I mean, I know she was proud, but I don't think she enjoyed what she seen. I'm pretty sure that's how... uh, my relatives watch our stuff slash they don't watch our stuff and they're just disappointed (laughs) no my mom watches our shit i mean oh hell yeah she won't comment but she watches it Uh, that's all that matters all that matters she won't tell me anything about it i feel like there's a lot of people that watch our (laughs) shit and don't say they watch our shit like our shit is like some like blurry channel fucking 89 back in the 90s where like don't tell anybody you watched it but you definitely saw a titty <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'm done with it. Okay, this is it. That concludes it. Uh, that's shorts. Thank you for joining yeah. us for Grant. What's this called? What's the I program? I don't fucking remember. It's your program. I don't remember. I said shorts, okay? Oh, yes. Thank you for uh, joining us for this episode of Grimm's Poetry Shorts. Yes. Join us. And Matt Shorts time in next time. <laughs> God damn it. I'm not wearing shorts. It's cold. <laughs> All right. Stay rotten. Stay rotten. And now a brief commercial break brought to you by Warehouse 31 in Pelham, Alabama. Oh man, I'm so glad we snuck into this haunted house. This is going to be the best Valentine's Day ever. No, I'm not. Yes. I don't want to be here. Come on, nobody's around. We can do whatever we want to. This is creepy as shit. Did you hear that? No, I didn't. What? What is that? The doctor will see you now. Warehouse 31.
31 this Valentine's Day for Bloody Valentine's. Friday, February the 10th, lights out lantern night. Only you and a lantern in the pitch black. Can you survive Warehouse 31? Or join us Saturday the 11th or Tuesday the 14th for the regular Bloody Valentine's Day night. It'll be bloody amazing. <laughs> I can't. Hear ye, hear ye, and welcome to your segment in the Rotten Mornings Podcast. Yes, lords and ladies, join us and give us all right here for a new little thing we're calling Rotten Comedians. other segment in the podcast uh, this rotten community segment <clears throat> and like we told you i think it was a couple of weeks ago in the last episode of rotten mornings that uh we would pose a question in community give you guys some time to comment on it and then we would read your comments and discuss some of the things you said and some ideas that we had about it yep yep Sounds yep. good to me. Sounds good to you. Good, <laughs> good. So, in the post that we put up was, um, what are some of the craziest superstitions you've heard of, and are you are are there any you believe in <laughs> or practice? Why did you make me read? I can't read for shit. It was your post. Yeah, well, I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think the very first one. Was you read your question, Matt? Oh, great! I get to read again. (laughs) I still stand by never saying the Scottish play because of theater's bad luck and the word, the world is my stage. See, I can't read for shit. (laughs) But yeah, don't say the Scottish play title because which is Macbeth. Yep, you say it all you want to. I will not be. Doesn't affect uh, me. It's bad luck. The play is bad luck. It's always been bad luck. The word is bad luck. Everything about it is bad luck. God damn, the world is falling apart. Ugh. The Scottish play. Don't ever say it on stage. My, you know, everything is my stage, so I just avoid it like the plagu. Okay, that's yay, very good. Yeah, yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so, so, so proud of us for talking this through. <laughs> yeah, and the next one is... I've got to read them all? Yeah. God damn Grim Cialis, sail out. <laughs> you say, accept uh, all gift nature gives me, even if a leaf falls on me, I was meant to have it. That was better. It was better. I did. I, I left an S out of there. <laughs> that's still fine. Uh, you know, that's okay. You I'm gotta, getting there. You I'm so forever. proud. This isn't even like rotten community. This is just teaching me to read. <laughs> <laughs> On the new segment of Rotten Mornings, teaching me to read. And then Tommy. Wait, hold on. We have to discuss yours first. Why is that? That's what the whole It's pretty clear. Is it clear? Where does that superstition come from? It's not a superstition. Why do you think like that? Why? Yeah, why are you dumb? (laughs) It says the one who can't read. I can't read. That doesn't make me dumb. That makes me illiterate. There's a difference. Same thing. Same thing. You're dumb. You're dumb, bro. I got to read another one? Mm-hmm. All right. Tommy Rotten says, we all love a good wood knocking for good luck. Oh, knocking on, or wood knocking, as he said. <laughs> I like some wood knocking, if you know what I mean. What the fuck is that supposed to be? Matt, you're pissing me off. All right. So wood knocking, that's an interesting superstition. You got anything about knocking on wood? I thought I lost my vape. I was about to get pissed. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Fire it up. <laughs> That's not... That is inappropriate. Stop. You weren't supposed to say anything. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go. Read your you. cool thing you got there on wood knocking. Fuck you. How about that? <laughs> 
This knock on wood is thought to come from ancient Indo-European folklore. They believe that trees were home to various spirits. Touching a tree would invoke the protection or blessing of the spirits within. Interesting. Of so, course, that's speculation. Yeah, so like now that the, all the trees are cut down, we can just knock on whatever. Like there's still a little tree spirit in there like, I wanted to be a giant beautiful tree and I'm just a wooden dildo. And <laughs> so sad. <laughs> it's magical though. A magical wooden dildo. <laughs> Is that all you got on knocking on wood? Not at all. All right. <laughs> in Lebanon and Syria, it is called kashab or knock on wood. It's said that hearing someone say something bad in order to prevent anything negative from happening, you knock on wood. Ah, so somebody says like, oh, this could happen or that could happen. You're like, knock on wood. That's the same thing here. Yes. So I think that's where it came from. Interesting. I personally. But there was a game that children used to play in the UK in the 19th century called Tiggy Touchwood. No, shut up, shut up. <laughs> Tiggy Touchwood and I don't care. <laughs> up. It's a type of tag game where players were immune from being caught when they touched wood or a tree. <laughs> this is how it goes. Would you kind of say this when you touch the wood? Stop making me laugh. Okay, okay. <laughs> tiggy, tiggy, touch wood, my black hen. She lays eggs for gentlemen. Sometimes nine, sometimes ten. Tiggy, tiggy, touch wood, my black hen. <laughs> you didn't make any of that up. No, That's no, cool. not at all. <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> it sounds horrible. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm fucking dead. I hated it. <laughs> I had to write tiggy, it down. Tiggy, it's like something... Oh, tiggy, tiggy, touch wood. <laughs> oh, my black hen. <laughs> laid an egg for ya. And then get back again. And touch my wood. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you flinching? I thought you were just going to hit me. I moved my notebook. Well, you look, you look imposing. All the time. I do not. <laughs> All right, so you got anything else on... Nope. Uh, okay. I didn't want to write anything else after that. Right. I hated that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jen Lai. Lai? Let me see. Where are you? Yes, that's Jen Lai. I'm very proud of you. Jen Lai? Yep. Okay. Not a superstition, but I have a huge fear of falling. Don't we all? I don't want to fall either. At all. I don't like falling. That's, that's a good But you said one. you would jump out of a plane. When did I say that? I don't know. I didn't say that. Yes, you did. No. You said you wanted to jump out of a plane and you wanted to paraglide. Are you talking about me? Mm-hmm. No. That doesn't sound like me at all. Well, I think that is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I think falling is horrible. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Nikki Hithcock. Hithcox. Hithcox. Says, playing with scissors invites bad luck. Plus, no brainer. That... It can just be dangerous in general. That is true. A very smart thing to say. So you got anything on playing with scissors as a superstition? Yes, I do. <gasps> really? I, can, can I hear more? <laughs> why, why are you attacking me? You're so fucking mean. I am helping you. Go read. You did all okay, this I writing. think you should read that. Uh -uh, I'm just nope, kidding. No fucking way. A lot of superstitions surround scissors. If you're in Turkey and ask someone to pass you scissors or a knife, they'll probably not do that. Anything with sharp edges shouldn't be passed hand-to-hand -hand as they believe it'll cause bad blood between them. Hmm. Between the people passing the scissors, not the scissors and the person. Oh, between the knife and the turkey. Okay, that, that works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ancient Chinese tradition of sleeping with scissors under your pillow is to ward off nightmares. I always fall asleep after I scissor. <laughs> you have been building that one up! <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> There's a native African superstition that opening and closing a pair of scissors during a wedding ceremony would cause the groom to be impotent. Oh, wow. Holy shit. Yeah. That's some horrible juju. That's deep shit. Impotent. 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 Okay, moving oh, on. Oh, him important. No, 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 oh. no, no. I knew you were going to do that. 
In Egypt, opening and closing them without cutting anything is taboo. You're cutting evil spirits in the air, and that will anger them. Really? Yes. Wait, so like, you shouldn't cut evil spirits? Yeah, it'll anger them, oh, Matt. Just let them be? Yeah, let them like, be. They won't fuck with you. Be on angry evil spirits. They'll attach to somebody else. Oh. Shoo, shoo evil spirits. Shoo, shoo. shoo. Shoo, shoo, shoo. Some believe that if you drop scissors and it lands open and stuck in the floor, it's an omen of death. And if they break while using them, there will be catastrophe. What's the uh, omen if Grim throws a pair of scissors and they stick into you? What's that? That omen? did not happen. That one hundred percent did happen. They it stuck did not... into my side. They stuck into my side and they hung there for at Do least. Do you 10 even seconds. want me here right now? Because I will fucking leave. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Okay, that's awesome. Okay, all right. Well, let's move on. We've got a couple more uh, over in the community post. Um, so I will stop from the top. And uh, Eve Stevens says, don't wash clothes on New Year's or you wash someone out of your life or family. She said she grew up hearing that one. Have you ever heard of that one? That's a, a New Year's tradition, isn't it? Uh, maybe. That's what that she is. said. She said, don't wash clothes on New Year's. I've heard of it. I don't know of anyone who personally does that. I'm really then lazy. I just won't wash clothes on any day. So You always wash clothes, That's Matt. true. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've never heard that. There's one, nothing but that's lazy about fun. you. Okay, that's true. But don't wash clothes on New Year's. Very interesting. Yeah. What was the other one on New Year's? Eat black-eyed peas or something like that. Yeah, that is supposed to bring good luck. Yeah, there's a bunch. We did a whole episode on. Yeah, uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember a lot of it. <laughs> I don't really listen to this show. It sucks. Same. Um, okay, so uh, Julian Burnett old friend of mine says uh, don't whistle on Sundays was one that I encountered growing up supposedly it implied foolishness uh, he said shit is bonkers it is I've never heard not to whistle on Sundays I've never heard that and I couldn't find anything online about it really mm-hmm. hmm I've never heard that one me either uh, Julian that's a uh, that's wild I always whistle so I'm probably foolish <laughs> on Sundays. Only on Sundays, though. Only on Sundays. <laughs> in Romania, it said, if you whistle indoors, you will bring death upon yourself. Really? Yes. Jesus Christ. Yes. How unhappy now, You is can't that? do anything. Like, you'll die doing anything. Seven doors are fit. Yes. Uh, the Turkish, Turkish and Japanese traditions, it invites devils or demons in, and Indians believe it attracts thieves. Really? This is not everybody, of course. Yeah. A Hindu tradition states that if you whistle at night, a snake will appear. Uh, just abracadabra. That type, was on like, Reddit. Boop. <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> Thanks, true that Reddit. is. Someone said their uh, grandmother used to say that, and I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? I'll write it down. If you whistle at night, little boy, a snake will appear. I'm <laughs> 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 a snake. <laughs> have you heard the tale of the seven whistlers? No. Neither have I. And you didn't write it down, did you? <laughs> Not all of it. <laughs> I didn't feel like reading all that. Oh, yay! Have you but, guys, can you guys tell us about the Seven Whistlers? Comment on this podcast and let us know. It sounds great. From Cliff Notes, and I probably have it wrong. Okay, let's go. It's like a flock of seven screech birds heard flying around at night, which is said to be a, a potent of doom. It. Irish seamen would speak of this. <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> Just shut your goddamn mouth. Dippy touchy wood to the Irish <laughs> Stop. In Norway, whistling at the sun causes rain. And there's no sun right here. I'm a sun. No, you're not. I'm somebody's son, I'm you sure. You have no mother. Ah, mother! <laughs> <laughs> In Russia, whistling in your house can lead to losing money. Really? Yeah, I'm done reading those. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! That was great. I thought you wanted me to read. Yeah, you know you're doing awesome. Okay, so I was going to go to Ritalin's and then go back to Evans. So if you wrote something about Ritalin's, which is the hat on the bed thing? Yep. Okay, so... Um, One thing. Ritalin wrote, it's bad luck to put a hat on a bed or table. Yeah. I've never heard that before. I don't really wear hats. Mostly that came from cowboy times where it was 
they had lice all the time. I don't fucking it spread lice or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to put my gonorrhea hat over here. Yeah. Damn it, you got gonorrhea and the oats and the biscuits, you dumb bastard. You're so stupid! <laughs> <laughs> In some Jewish families, leaving a hat on a bed will cause death to whoever owns the bed. Like I said, everything will kill you. Everything will kill you. Yep. Don't do anything. No. So I'm going to kick back to Evans because Evan went deep on this, which is awesome. Uh, Shout out to Evan Webb. Yes, thank you. Thank you, guys. Everybody, thank you. So I'm going to start from the top on his. I never have two mirrors facing each other because it could create a portal or summon something I don't want around. And I'm I'm just wigged out by mirrors personally anyways. I've gotten over that a lot. Um, But facing mirrors, I've always... I always try to keep mirrors not facing each other. I love mirrors. I cannot sleep good in a room unless there is a mirror. I have to have one, at least one. Or I mean, I want more, but I want mirrors everywhere. That is legitimately the exact opposite of me. <laughs> yes, I I sleep better with mirrors. I have better dreams, and I travel better in my dreams. Hmm. Yeah. Do you have anything else on mirrors? Oh in yeah. There? I was gonna go to the next one. Oh yeah, comment. I do. Okay, go for Thank it. Thank you for asking. All right, no problem. That's so that's so polite of you. Uh, it's you know what, I'm here for you. Okay, I'm done. The Romans thought that the soul renewed every seven years and breaking a mirror damaged your soul for that amount of time. Hmm. Yes. And that since witches and vampires didn't have souls, they couldn't be seen in a mirror. Ah, yeah, and I and like uh, the whole thing about vampires not showing up in cameras, but now they can because originally cameras were printed on mm-hmm. um, silver. Yeah. And now it does not, silver doesn't have anything to do with it, so they can be captured in pictures. And the same with mirrors, like not many mirrors are made of silver either. So it wouldn't, it only works with silver mirrors, like old mirrors because of the whole silver mythos. Yeah. Very cool. Anything else got on there? Stop asking me. Well, then just say it then. I'm going to fucking go. (laughs) Fuck your phone. (laughs) My phone. (laughs) A Chinese tradition states that evil spirits are scared of their own reflection and mirrors are used as protection. Oh, and see, so they're good luck with mirrors. Feng shui, bitches. Feng shui. Some Buddhists place them outside of their home to capture evil spirits who want to enter their homes. Do they do anything with them after that? Probably piss on them. I'm That's what piss I would do. on that mirror. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only way to rid them. Oh, okay. I got a spirit. What are you going to do? I don't know. I'll piss on piss it. Piss on it. <laughs> piss on it. Priests of ancient Egypt would use them for spiritual cleansing since they believed that mirrors reflected their true spirits. Hmm. True yeah. spirit. I feel like writing the rest about that. Okay. So, so you know, that's something you can just Google. Yeah, Google that. <laughs> just Google that <laughs> we <shit>. did. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. I did not. <laughs> I'm done with that. All right. He also wrote, never toast with water in your glass. And I've heard that one a lot. Yes. Did you know that the U.S. military actually forbids it with naval folklore claims that it could lead to drowning and death? Oh, wow. Huh. Who would have thought death? And I know when you do a cheers, you have to clink all the glasses with alcohol in them, or it's also bad luck. Yes. Ancient Greeks seen a raised glass of water as an invitation to shower you with a misfortune. <laughs> That's a golden shower, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I got my glass up. You're going to piss on it. <laughs> uh, he says he covers all screens or have something displaying on them while he sleeps. I think, which is, is that personal? Yeah, it sounds like a personal thing, but you know what? Sadako, the ring, somebody could crawl out of that TV. I'm sure it's another one of the dimensional things. Like if something can put out, it can take in. That Um, computer can put out, definitely. (laughs) Did you fuck my computer? I I fucked your computer, man. I'm so sorry. He says, saying happy early insert holiday or whatever invites bad luck. I only say it if I know... I won't be able to speak to the person on that day, which that makes sense to like early anything is just like saying, I hope this doesn't happen or whatever. It was something I heard before that if you say happy early birthday to anybody or anything like that, you are wishing a quicker age process on them. Mm. I've never heard that before, but that makes sense. 
He says if he's trying to manifest something, he always puts on his left sock first in the morning. And that's that's more of like a topa. That's more mm-hmm. of like a practice in order to, to make a thing come true than it is a superstition. Um, if I wear a brand new article of clothing and something bad happens that day, I won't wear it on an important day in the future. That's cool because that's actually a part of like noticing the reflection. Like there are certain rules that are going to happen to you. And if you pay attention to them, you can use them to your advantage. Yes. And that's really fucking cool. Yes. That's a part of manifesting also. Uh, And he says, I'll listen to animals. Their behaviors will warn you of nearby danger and playful ones will invite good luck. That is true. And I think that that's just anybody that goes out in nature, does anything anywhere where animals will be, always pay attention to animals. Especially pay attention to the birds. To the birds. The birds will tell you everything. Don't turn your back on those fuckers. They will peck your eyeballs out of the That's not true. They're nosy as fuck and they know everything. Pay attention to them. Nosy knows everything. Yes. Caca! And it's good luck, too, to have one. It is good luck to have a bird. We don't, we don't have a bird. We have a bird. We, it's not here. It's all bad luck now. I just took it to my mom's. <laughs> He'll be back. He'll be back. Oh, Bucky of the Bluebird. You don't even like my bird. You're mean to him. I am nice as hell to that you bird. You are mean to him. I he is a sweet baby. I sing to him and everything. Liar. Change out his water and fucking... Anyhow. You're jealous. I You're jealous you... of my bird. Yeah, I'm totally jealous of your bird. He's beautiful. And smart. I'm dumb. I see him doing math all fucking day long. All oh, day he's doing math. Yeah, just doing math. <laughs> you know, like a madman. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, Rotten Community. Thank you everyone who commented on it. Uh, that's fucking awesome that y'all do that. We will have another one coming soon. Yes, we will. Uh, hopefully next Monday we will have another episode of Morning Friends with Rotten. We're still securing the interviews. We do everything basically by the seat of our pants. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Say goodbye to Matt, because I'm going to fucking end his life right now. You guys stay rotten. Stay rotten. Stay rotten. Say bye, Matt. Say bye, Matt.